guys. Welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and I am joined, as ever, by my partner in crime, MK. Hello. Hi. And this week, we have very special guests, Cherry Bina and Marilyn with us. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. I would like so to- thrilled to be here. <laughs> Congratulate Marilyn for tri- for triumphing over technology to be with us. Ooh. Yeah, that I was impressive. Gold star. Me too. Every single gold star. And I also want to, yeah, and after I threw my laptop out the window, I'll uh, <laughs> collect on that. For listeners, she basically defeated Skynet to be here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's, 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 you know, it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning, and I've already done a lot. I'm <laughs> really proud of you. And you know what? You, you've Thank overcome you. all of these obstacles in order to be with us to talk about probably the most pressing and important subject of our modern times. Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> One direction. This is yeah. serious business, guys. <laughs> Very serious. Well, part of the reason, everyone, we wanted Ina and Mare to be on for our One Direction episode is, like, frankly, MK and I collectively know jack shit about One Direction. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Here's Aww. the total sum of what you and I know about One Direction. We really like that sherlock vid, Sherlock in Love. <laughs> and literally, like, two months after it came out, Prue sent me a message and she was like, remember that song in the Sherlock vid that we like? And I was like, yeah, that really good song. We don't know what it is. And she's like, One Direction. It was like, fuck. I, I would like to double back on that comment. Like, I know point said that really good song. <laughs> what, song what song is it? Uh, yeah, what makes true. you beautiful? Stupid fucking earworm that's all over the place. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. There we go. I, sent, I sent her that message. I was like, you know that song that's in that thing is a One Direction song. She's like, oh, it's really good. And I just said silence. And then I, like, <laughs> bought it on iTunes. Yeah, you it's did. very catchy. Yeah, it's very catchy. It's so catchy. Oh, I was talking to Mara before this thing started because I was actually forcing myself to listen to some of One Direction, even though I presume that has nothing to do with, like, their popularity, right? Their actual musicality has nothing to do with it, I'm guessing. That's very true. I think with, like, any sort of music RPF fandom, there's a certain point where, like, I mean, there's lots of good music out there and not everything has a fandom about it, so. Well, I think particular, like, maybe has to be something different. <laughs> One Direction on the sidelines. Um, and having, I actually don't interact with it much at all. I don't even see many people who are in One Direction fandom, aside from you, Pina, on my F-list and stuff. So, like, all I can guess about the fandom is that these are cute boys, and apparently there's, like, a lot of generalized guilt about how young they are going around. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. That's fair, though. They are all 18 as of February. So yes. Like, you know. <laughs> that means they That was the first thing I checked after I saw a picture of them. I clicked on the first right. picture. Okay, that's cute. Let me check to see how old they are. <laughs> They're 10 years younger than me. I know. Oh, so, yeah. well, one of them yeah. is... One of them is funny. One of them is twenty. Oh, okay. I was like, why would being funny negate any? Like twenty whole years old. So yeah. Oh god. Oh man. Okay. So if you guys, I would like for Bina first, and then Mare to sum up what One Direction fan is, and what you think the attraction is, and why it's huge now. Oh man. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, I think. Um, you know, it's kind of like you were saying, it's very huge, but you also have the fact that it's a huge band as a boy band, mm-hmm. separate just from fandom. So it's like popular as a band itself. But then the fandom appeal, I think, is that you've got, you're all very cute boys. 
they're very affectionate, very affectionate, all of them with each other. Uh And so basically what got me into the fandom and what I think is the biggest appeal is that there's millions of pictures of them like hugging and snuggling and sitting on each other's laps and just generally being adorable. And um, (laughs) that's just very appealing, I think. That sounds like a selling point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, that was honestly, what got me into it was just these boys are adorable, and they're, like, constantly touching each other, um, and then they're actually adorable in person, too, so they're very sweet and funny in the interviews, and so I think that that's that just... Right, that's- I think, yeah, I kind of also have had, like, moments where I've just been like, it would be a lot easier for me if they actually, all, like, some of them turned out had to be like douchebags and like one of them could like develop a coke problem and start punching like old ladies and I would be like please for the love of god but no no they just actually keep on being apparently decent human beings it sucks yeah they are and they're they're really and they're also what I think is kind of cool one of the things that I really like about them is that they're really um like when with all the because they are very affectionate with each other and they've been asked about it a lot and they're very young, so and they're guys, um, but there's been no, like, they've never reacted with the whole no homo thing. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. some people, you know, they're very, they're totally cool about it, and they know about all the shipping, and they know about all the stuff in the fandom, and they're like, yeah, that's a thing some of our fans do, and then they go right back to touching each other as much as they always have, and they've never felt the need to say, oh, no, no, we're not gay, or oh, no, no, it's like, they're just totally cool about it, and just, none of it phases them, and I think that that's just... That's just really nice to see after having had other experiences in other RPF fandoms where the people have not reacted in that way. Um, it's sort of very refreshing, I think. That could be an age yeah. thing, because I did read a study that said that, like, <clears throat> before boys turn 16 or something, they're like, yeah, whatever, be gay, it's awesome. Yeah. And then after they turn 16, they're like, whoa, no homo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think well, it's also, I, I thought you meant age thing as in, like, a lot of yeah, generational. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I did actually read a study that was not really so much a study as a series of graphics and graphs where basically as their populations die, like the <laughs> level of homophobia in the general society like falls. At yeah. a, so essentially we're just waiting for them to die because like, no one else can maintain this level of, of like loathing beyond. Like none of their kids care as much. Their kids definitely don't care. So essentially we're just like waiting you out. Waiting you out, I, homos. Oh. anecdotally without the graphs i can totally see that as being true what is the deal with this fandom like what are the primary pairings like walk us through this guys like be our sherpas in this one direction <laughs> okay so, so you really you really um, don't think i i i don't know their names i oh god didn't, okay guys this is like the greatest so i don't know their names I didn't know what 1d was for a long time like um, oh sorry, i thought it was like one dimensional okay. That's what I did. No, I mean, it's just like I'm sitting there. I was like, what is this? And just scroll, right? And then there are all these. Like, oh, yeah. And then, and then everyone was like, they're a really popular band. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard any of their music. And that Sherlock bit is the first time I heard that song. And I still don't hear their music anywhere. I hear it on the radio here now all the time. Well, yeah. I listen to the radio, though. So I think that's what's getting me. So, like, in okay, a weird way. If I was not, like, if I didn't know you guys, I would still be completely ignorant that this fandom existed, that this band existed. Let me qualify that with, I hear it on my sister's radio. See, I have a niece who's 11, and Mm -hmm. she and her friends are obsessed with One Direction. Um, And for them, you know, it's not a fandom thing. It's just a boy band thing. When I was 
young, it was New Kids on the Block. And I mean, they're upset. It's like, right. that's what they do. It's my niece, her entire walls are covered with posters. She wants, you know, the t-shirts. She wants oh. to marry them. She wants to like, so it's huge with that age group. So, I mean, obviously I guess you're probably not interacting with a lot of girls that age, but I mean, if you were, it's, you can't not know about them. I mean, it's basically all they talk about all the time. Um, it's like, how did that go from, I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like a huge tween and slightly younger bands, but it's obviously expanded to beyond that. So, well, yeah, basically, um, the story of One Direction, um, and this is just going to be really, um, abbreviated is that, you know, there's the British show X Factor. They were all auditioned as individual contestants. Um, and then basically they got put together as a group. Um, and they didn't know each other before that. And they went on and they won, I think third place. And that was like in 2010. Then I actually saw them like around on that time and they kind of faded away and then since then they've like released their first album and they've gone on this massive world war and they exploded like nobody's business and now they're just like everywhere um so and even though they are kind of like a, a fabricated band they actually are friends and like you know they get on really well and as Bina says they never stop touching each other <laughs> ever <laughs> ever ever <laughs> ever ever <laughs> is when like you're like oh there's this band and then you start like knowing their names and then you can put a name to a face and then like you know like all of their birthdays and like you know <laughs> their pets, their childhood pets. <laughs> and then you're just down the downward spiral and exactly. there's no hope for you and there's uh, no as yeah, soon as should, you know their birthdays, I think that, like, my feelings about One Direction are extremely self-loathing and like <laughs> and, and um and like I don't I don't really want to like them I still don't want to like them um, and they suck, and I hate them, and I have a lot of, you know, angry feelings about them in general and their existence. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> just to well, preface all of my thoughts. Without me, so. <laughs> yes, no. Vina's on the other side. She's just, I am. You know, sunshine. I just, you, I'm just sort of like, you know, a dark cloud of hate. <laughs> but, um, it's fine. <laughs> All right, well, walk us through the actual fandom. Um, okay, well, I think, like, probably the most popular um, dreaming member of the band would be, like, Harry Styles. And, like, you could probably actually have a whole, like, slash for episode about Harry Styles. Like, you know. yes. <laughs> I think Peter would probably agree with me. I would definitely, absolutely. Uh, agree. Harry Styles, I'll talk about Harry Styles is, which is he's, he's, he's got, you know, the curly hair and the dimples and the charming, adorable smile and and he's like very cute. He's also the one who is, um, I guess, sort of the most um, aggressively rejecting this heteronormativity thing, which yes. I think makes yes. him very popular um, in fandom. Right. Um, and people like that. And he also like just explain what she means. Yeah, like whenever he gets asked like the stupid interview questions about what do you look for in a girl, which you know is one they he's probably like, get asked like every time. All the time. Um, he's always basically, he's very, like, I mean, about using, like, gender-neutral pronouns. Like, he always says there. He never says he or she. And, like, you know. I've said things like, you know, we don't like to say things like that because we feel like it objectifies women. We don't like to say that. That's precious. Like, that's almost a paraphrase, but basically he said that. And, team, go away. What's wrong with no. you? I hate you. <laughs> he did basically life. say um, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's the most popular. He probably has, I'm sure he has most Twitter followers and, like, you know. Everyone, you know, there, there's millions of teen girl Mrs. Harry Styles t-shirt walking around, essentially. Um, I'm not kidding. And, um, yeah, so he's the most popular. And then the other um, popular one 
um, would be Louie, who's the older one. And, um, and by older, we mean... So, and Harry and Louis are sort of like... And by older, you know, relative counts. <laughs> 20. 20. <laughs> um, and so, Harry and Louis, yes, yes. It's very clear that we point out that he's not a teenager. Like, yeah. clinging on to that work by the skin of the teeth. Um, anyway, so he and Harry are, like, best friends for life, essentially. And so, they're the most popular pairing in the fandom. And they live together. Um, and they touch each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, like, you know, and there are other different, and beyond that, there are other multiple pairings where, like, pretty much if you wanted to, you could ship anyone in the band with anyone else in the band, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're horrible. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, like, and Harry and Lewis also sort of have, like, this really interesting, very much, like, tin hat thing that is sort of, people, you know, actually believe that they're going to come out and say that they're in a relationship, like, you know. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon, so. It, kind of, it also is exacerbated by the fact that they haven't denied that they are together, which is sort of gives fuel to people being able to tin hat them because they can say, well, hey, they yeah. never denied it, despite having been asked, I mean, hundreds of times. It gets kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. One of them does have a girlfriend, but, you know. Wait, one of the two like, that everyone thinks is going to actually come out together has a girlfriend. Yeah. Louis has a girlfriend. Yes. And um, so there's there's a lot of, it actually gets, this is sort of where the fandom gets it's kind like, of a, a sticky wicket, yeah. It's a little yeah. like, the, yeah. um, He has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and it gets it gets a little sticky. He has a girlfriend, and um, like as Mara was saying, they're all on Twitter, and they all have like something like 5 million followers each. So they're huge on Twitter. Um, and then Louis has a girlfriend, and she's also on Twitter. And there's a lot of people who you know, believe that they're actually in a relationship. So then his girlfriend ends up getting a lot of, you know, crap for that, which is sort of really not, not cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he has a girlfriend and, uh, um, but he lives with Harry. So sort of that sort of, I think adds to the whole, you know, tin hatting thing. So, yeah. and I, because I'm also like a contrary Mary, I basically came into the fandom and I was like, I don't really feel like shipping those two. Or I'm going to go sh- Ship, like the random pairing over here that <laughs> nobody likes. Which, so that pairing? Roll. Which pairing? It's Louis and one of the other ones in the game. And also because I'm also like, this is how I roll in like fandoms. Um, I was like, okay, so there's five of them. And which one is the one that's the most underappreciated that nobody loves? Because that's the one that I'm going to end up like standing the most. And like, lo and behold, essentially that's what I did. Um, so, which would be Liam, who's basically like a Labrador retriever of a human being who's too precious for this world. Um, he is. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, who's supposed to be the most like sensible one, but actually he's like a total weirdo and I don't even know what to do with him mostly. <laughs> daddy directioner so <laughs> yeah which is which i wish people would just stop saying that I don't know. that sounds <laughs> ultra creepy like, where did that come from can it just go away <laughs> daddy directioner daddy directioner. yeah, In, yeah. Like, what yeah. well he's supposed to be the one who's like the you know the grown-up i guess <laughs> right who's like actually like answers questions and in interviews in a sensible way and like you know and and unfortunately he's basically been like converted to the dark side after like yes. exposure to the rest of the assholes so like you know there's no hope for him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. but uh, yeah there's, there's the other ones too that i guess haven't been mentioned liam um like mary said and then there's niall he's the one with the blonde hair he's irish and then zane who has um dark black hair um those are the other two that round out all five and there are, there are definitely, I mean, you could make a case 
for any pairing that you wanted to, any any grouping of all up to all five of them, and have like hundreds of pictures of saying here they are, like snuggling with each other and touching right. and you know all this stuff. stuff. Um, but I definitely think that you know Harry and Louis dominates the fandom in terms of um, you know fic and stuff like that, and just, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But you certainly could make a case for all of it. Um, like I was did um, a couple weeks ago, I made a pick spam that was everything except. Harry and Louis, because that's such a dominant one. I was just looking at everything else. And I mean, I literally had hundreds and hundreds of pictures that I was going through trying to pick out which ones right. I was going to use. It's just, it's endless. Yeah. Well, you know what I think, actually, in speaking of that, I think one of the interesting things that I find about this fandom is that it does kind of remind me of, um, you know, Pop Slash 2.0. And, uh, but, like, the difference being that um, with the internet and everything, like, literally, they're... Someone sent me pictures, like, you've had pictures of them doing everything. Like, someone has already taken, like, a million, like, 20 pictures of them probably this morning and has uploaded them to the internet. Like, you know, everything that they do, like, there, there are multiple one of these stopping hitters. Like, the, like, the level of, like, fandom, like, exposure and access to them is kind of, like, ridiculous. And um, it's really... Really interesting. They're because they're so big, and not just a fandom thing. Because they're just a huge band in general. They're hugely visible. So everywhere they go, they've got you know the paparazzi, and they've got fans taking their pictures. Like there was this one picture; it was sort of horrifying, actually, where yeah. they have on this wor- the tour in the U.S. Um, for most of the oh, summer. That and they one, yeah, yeah, recently came back to. Um, to England and then they all went home and then Harry went to his home which is I don't know somewhere in not in London somewhere in England and he was in this small town I guess and he's walking around town and there's these paparazzi taking pictures of him and it looked like the freaking zombie apocalypse because he's followed yeah. by this mob of people with their are outstretched arms like he's leading a parade basically every time he goes anywhere and it's, it's like, like you like it's yeah. crazy it's the craziest thing I've ever seen just like well, a mob people yeah and like people will like have come and like camped out in front of his house when i say people i mean like literally a hundred people yes which is sort of like which is interesting on a level but i feel like fandom would not would not condone that kind of thing exactly like, at a broader like since they're so big like, outside of that that that's the sort of thing that you get yeah. where if you're talking about like creepy invasive no actual like sense of like boundaries or respect for the fourth wall or anything like that then that is sort of what like the fandom at large is like so i think speaking of we did get a question on twitter people wanted you guys to talk about that about the fourth wall a lot of questions about that actually (laughs) oh yeah it's yeah i mean it's so the one direction is so weird for me because it's the first fandom that i've been in where there's this divide where you have fandom people and then you also have fans like that aren't necessarily fandom and because of twitter because they're on twitter that that line gets blurred like it's not like years ago where okay here fandom is in this corner over here and then the other fans are over here it's very everybody's kind of all together and with it being more a lot of stuff is on tumblr versus uh you know live journal now that that's all that all gets mixed together and so you don't have this space where you feel like okay i'm here with fandom people this is our fandom thing and there's also a lot of really young people in the in that are fans slash fandom um, that don't that don't really understand or i guess haven't done this whole thing before in terms of fourth wall so it's i mean it gets it gets really sticky like mara was saying with um you know the the craziness like one of them came on twitter a couple weeks ago and was like hey guys you know i really love you i'm glad you're all fans but could you not come bang on my door in the middle of the night because it's kind of creepy 
Like, you know, it's just, like, why do you have to say that? Why does it need to be said? You know? <laughs> and another one of them, Niall, he gets, he has said in the past that it, he gets a little bit um, freaked out with huge crowds. And so he still hasn't really adjusted to that. It gives him, um, you know, it stresses him out a little bit. And he had a couple situations where basically people were like grabbing at him and pulling on his clothes and pulling on, you know, his body. And he had to, he had to come on Twitter and say, hey guys, that's, that's, it's kind of not okay that you, you know, grab me <laughs> without my consent like that. It's just one of these things, like, how is this something that you have to say? Like, how is this something that you have to tell people? Like, don't grab me. Don't bang on my door in the middle of the night. And it just yeah. feels like, you know, fandom would know that, you know, fandom would not yeah. do that. Um, but this, this is different. This is bigger than that. So well, I also think it's sort of like the closest similarity like, the closest in similarity you can think of is, like, sort of people are citing Beatlemania, where they're just being all over the fucking place. Yes. And the type of people, like, it's it's like when you, okay, so every single person who has ever gone to see a live comedy show has had this experience before, where, like, it's so much funnier when you're, when you're in person with a crowd mm-hmm. um, than if you're just, like, listening to the exact same routine in your own home. Like, I think that when you're in a group like that, it generates a little... It, generate some sort of like groupthink mania and you go a little crazy and especially if you're like 13 like yes. you're yeah. you have the brain of a mm-hmm. sociopath at that age anyways like you know i mean i um, that. I know with my niece and her friends like i've seen them talking about it and like how they genuinely and i mean they they're not anywhere near them in order to stalk them but just the way that they think and how they genuinely think oh well like how they're they're just sort of all in you know like they're they're all in emotionally and so I could right. see how a group of people that age in a situation where they're actually close to them, how that could sort of compound and, and turn into something that, that gets messy. Right. But is that so just... I will say, yeah, yes. one can actually be in terms of like the mania comparison, like that girl who put herself in a box and tried to mail herself to the oh <laughs> almost like suffocating because she forgot to drill holes in the box. And she's like, 30 minutes away from dying. Um, yeah. Oh, like, still a chance. But I mean... But that, but that is basically the level that you're dealing with. And I th- actually I saw something that I think was on Tumblr where someone was like, like the one, this is like, you know, that embarrassing relative who like is really loud and obnoxious and does terrible things. And like, you try to pretend like you're not related to them, but everyone knows that you're related to them. Like, I feel like that is definitely the relationship between like fandom One Direction and like One Direction fans as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're kind of complicit in it in a certain, in some way, even though like you don't want to. <laughs> but well, then it gets it gets you know. There's all kinds of you know, I guess Tumblr debates and arguments about this, and you know, people who aren't necessarily in the fandom saying that oh, by being in fandom, by doing this, by shipping them, you're you're complicit in this. People who are stalking them because you're encouraging it somehow, and it's sort of that has sort of gotten, I think, a little messy in terms of saying, well, no, hey, fandom has been doing this for a long time, and you know, if you're in fandom, you kind of know how to do it without crossing these lines. So that that's not, right. you know, that's not causing this. The people that are causing that are people that are don't know where the boundaries are, you know. So it's it's so that's sort of generated a lot of wank and stuff that I just really try to avoid. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, like, I, whenever anyone says, like, well, fandom knows what they're doing when it comes to boundaries, like, I always think everyone in Smallville fandom, guys, like, think back, <laughs> think back to the, the years on that show, like, still had Lex Luthor on it, and we all gave a shit, right? Some girl went to a con where Michael Rosenbaum was, like, signing autographs and brought him, like, a sex box, like, literally brought him, like, a box of, like, sex toys and, like, dildos and, like, lube and terrible, like, fucking... Are you serious? I am not joking. Yeah. Seriously? No, I've never heard this story. 
<laughs> punching you in the face with like dildos on her hands. Okay, like that shit actually happened. My God. And Rosenbaum, like, because he was probably stoned, it seems like a pretty cool dude. Just like rolled with it very politely. But like, I don't think I think that I think the problem is that like people who have a tendency to get really invested in things are also the same category of people who have a tendency to like not necessarily know where to draw the line and like fandom has a higher number of those people than normal and if you have a higher number of those people than normal and you're a much younger age right. that is like a bad combination it reaches critical mass and then exactly yeah. happen. and you yeah. also have the fact that the size i mean you talk about the size of the fandom of fans of Smallville versus the size of the fans of One Direction. I mean, part of it's just that they have... Scale. Yeah, I mean, you may have had, you know, 10 crazy fans for whatever fandom. Well, now you've got 10,000 crazy fans, you know, because you've millions of fans. And so, like, the the number of people that are going to be doing the kinds of stuff that's really boundary-crossing, that's, like, um, is is a lot higher. Um, So I think that's also... And then once that happens, then, like you were saying, that kind of generates its own energy, and then it just sort of snowballs from there but that's all like crazy one direction fans like the fandom itself how is that operating pretty good okay it's it's hard for me because i sort of am finding a hard place to sort of settle into the fandom where i feel like i'm comfortable because a lot of fandom has moved to tumblr now and on tumblr i yeah um i kind of feel like the the tags, if you go searching for the tags for One Direction on Tumblr, it gets... Awful. The worst Tumblr tags in the history of the universe. <laughs> this is so bad. That it's is not... So she is 100% correct on that. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like, like, I literally... when I, Before I was in One Direction, the biggest fandom that I was in... I sort of, I guess, faded out of Inception, but I was, you know, really interested in Tom Hardy. So I would frequently go to Tumblr, and I would you know, click on the Tom Hardy tag, and I would find pictures of Tom Hardy, interviews with Tom Hardy, articles about Tom Hardy. The end. You go looking for the the Tumblr tags for One Direction, and it is just an absolute train wreck. Horrifying. You know, it's just like back click, back click. Um, So I don't even look at the tags. I basically get all my Tumblr tags. Unless you hate yourself. Unless you hate yourself. Yeah, it is horrifying. I've never seen anything so horrifying. Um, So that's sort of, the fandom itself is sort of, has it's hard to say because I think it's 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 not as it's not all in one place anymore. So it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, very diffused. And I think like there's like I don't. I mean, I, since it's not really like live journal based, like nobody really like the fic is not all on Ao3. Like I mean, people post a lot of fic on Tumblr as like a general practice. And one of the things you find on the One Direction mm. tags is just fic, and, you're, and like not even under like a report. So you're just like, why is yeah. this happening? I mean, scroll, I don't really read your, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, th- I think, like, basically you can end up finding people that are on the same wavelength as you and um, that like the same things, and then you can talk to them on Tumblr or Twitter or whatever. But there's not really, like, a place that I would say that the fandom actually lives. At least, yeah. like, traditional fandom, not, like, you know, the overall fan base. But, yeah, you know. I've had the same experience. Like, it's not, like, one centralized location. So I basically find have been sort of doing it in my own corner, I guess. Like, these are the people that I know on Tumblr and Twitter, and then I kind of use my live journal as well. And that feels a little, I guess, safer, <laughs> because there is, I mean, in addition to just it being, the tags being messy and full of thick and all this, it's also, there's a ton of, like, more than I've seen in any other fandom, a ton of, like, really offensive shit. Like, yep. so much phobia, so much misogyny. Like, not even, yep. oh, it's a little borderline. I mean, straight out, like, incredibly offensive like i don't even want to look at that and yeah, it's, 
which is so like I feel like here's the thing that really like kind of gets me about One Direction is that like the five of them and like everything about them is just so like lovely sunshine happiness you know prettiness and then like fandom is just so like endurably awful like it is kind of like a difficult experience because you're like oh they're so cute oh everyone else here sucks oh they're so cute everyone else here sucks so much J two fandom. Yeah. Well, I, well, it's worse than J2. No, I, so I believe it's so much worse. When you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, they're so funny and giggly and touching each other, and it's all like laughs, and then you go into right. the end of it. It's like, what is this? Like, that is exactly this. Like, if I could vote 99% of One Direction fandom off the island, I would be like probably a much more happier human being. But instead, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, that's why I stay away from the tags. Like, I literally don't even click on them. And so I have fun in the fandom, a lot of fun, just by sort of letting my my Tumblr dash filter down for me. So I see the fun stuff and I get to see the pictures and I get to hear the news. But the other thing that this fandom has done that I've never seen on this scale is that they just make shit up. Like the law. Oh my God. I've never it's, seen so well, many. Like, people want to be like, internet famous. Yes. So they will literally just make up lies so that people will like reblog their poster, or go to their blog and they'll get followers or something. Yeah. And it's not even interesting like, stuff. It's just some of it yeah. is so dumb. And it's just endless. And then the thing the thing is, is that the thing that I don't understand, because it keeps happening, is every time somebody does this again, everybody believes it. And I'm like, how can you guys believe oh, wait, I don't. I don't think I understand what's happening. When you say make shit up, like, what are, what are they making up? Um, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example right now. Um, like, they'll make up so-and-so got a tattoo of something. And then all of a sudden, there's like 50,000 posts about this tattoo. And then it's like, oh, no, somebody just made that up just randomly yeah. made it up it wasn't even interesting like it wasn't even a good story it was just like a right. dumb thing <laughs> like you guys i know that like i got a haircut today omg and you're like oh my god and you're like oh why do we even care that is true <laughs> it's more, some of it's more like you know some of the i guess the think the lies are more interesting like one of the what happened was this was when it was a couple i guess a month or two ago in the summer when they were on their u.s tour and they were you know going from hotel to hotel and so there were stories about them being seen at hotels that and people had pictures so one girl came on tumblr and she said that she and her friend were in the hotel where they were staying and they were walking down the hallway and they saw louis come up to harry's door and he opened the door and they started making out right there in the hallway and she whipped her phone out and recorded them making out and she was going to put this on tumblr and prove once and for all that they were together and of course you know yeah okay but there was this huge thing where people were like oh my god oh my god it's true it's really happening and this all as Marilyn said before this all sort of like came out in real time and it was like a train it was so like funny. Watching a train wreck because she literally posted- one of the most entertaining things that has happened to me i mean i'm a terrible person but like literally i was just like michael jackson popcorn gift <laughs> it was because so she, she posted this on tumblr and she said and, and the thing was is like there have been hoaxes there were all these technical problems though where like there were reasons why she couldn't post the video because it was on her friend's crappy yes. phone so she was going to take a picture of a screenshot of the phone and then like it was like the most clearly shocked thing that ever happened like, <laughs> The best part was is that she actually, I mean, I had to give her points because there have been hoaxes before where people are like, oh, yeah, I saw them making out, and then, like, nothing happens. But she had she had an answer for everything, and it was like, oh, well, it was yep. my friend's phone, and her phone's old, so she can't email, but the file's too big, and we have to go get a USB cable, but she, my mom has to drive me home. Your mom will let us go. mom will let us go. It was hilarious, and she kept getting all these, and it was on Tumblr, and she kept 
getting all these asks and she was answering them and she was like, oh, I'm answering on my phone. And, and, and it was hilarious because people were like, you know, I didn't believe you at first, but now I'm starting to believe you. And she must have answered about 50 asks in a row on Tumblr. And it was like, oh my gosh, I really, I can't believe it. And I'm starting to believe you. I, I really think this is true. And everyone was just watching this, like, what is going on? And I can't believe how many people actually thought that it was true. And then she finally posted the picture and it was <laughs> so horribly so like and then and then of course people were like making jokes about it, like photoshopping like a, a Tyrannosaurus dress in like the hallway of this hotel and like people did it. One of my favorite parts is when she first posted the picture because the first thing that she did was like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of her phone, but the quality is going to be really bad, so you have to wait to get a better quality one. And she took a picture and half and posted it, and half of my Twitter feed was like, oh my. Oh my God, I can't believe it's true. And the other half was like, I literally can't tell where there's actually supposed to be a person in that picture. It's like, right. It, it was like a shadow of a shadow. Was like, yeah, and it was like, where? I don't understand. Where's the person? Like, and the other Louis people like, had a striped shirt because it's obviously Louis. He's wearing a striped shirt. <laughs> like, it's real guy. It's really happening. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, man. Good <laughs> That's one of the more complicated stories, you know, where people have made stuff up. But it's just all the time. And it's like, oh, they, they moved out together or, oh, they moved into this new place or, oh, they're going to do this or they're going to do that. And then everyone is like goes into this panic mode about something happening. Thing. And then it's like, oh yeah, someone just made that up randomly. And then the next time it yeah. happens, I just I'm like, you know, if you honestly, your best bet just to be statistically on the right side is to not believe anything. Like 100% say it's false, and 99% of the time you're going to be right. I mean, that's just yeah. stuff gets made up. Yeah. But and then I think like there's a lot of like because like there is so much like access and stuff and there's so much information out there that is almost possible where if you were talking about like pop slash like 10 years ago like you'd be like well how do you know that there's no way you would but because you know of the way that things are now like there is like a very slim possibility that it's, it's real or whatever you know so exactly. but and the one, one of the things too that surprises me is how much like with a whole you know you feel like in 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 on the internet and in fandom, you know, Pixar didn't happen is like the guiding principle, but people will say something like, Oh, I overheard this. Some girl did that. And, you know, and, and then everybody just believes it. And I'm like, why would you not wait well, for pictures? And I think there's a certain, like, you know, like the gossip, the of gossiping, even if you're yeah. like, well, you know, <laughs> even if it's not real, it doesn't really matter. It's still like fun. And like, you know, oh, God, you guys, like, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, so, well, I think the one thing that 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 shocks me is like people, and I don't know if this is in, in, because there's a lot of people that are younger in the fandom, but they they kind of feel like if somebody says something on the internet, it's true. Like if somebody says, "Oh, I saw this happen," like it doesn't occur to them that somebody may have just made that up. And I feel like there was like a really good example of this a couple of weeks ago, where one of Louis's little sisters. Um, or allegedly had posted something on Instagram where she said, oh, you know, the, 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 the Harry Louis shippers really need to stop because they're going too far and it's affecting my family. And, you know, it's starting, I, I know what Louis' sexuality is. I'm his sister. I would know he's not gay, blah, blah, blah. And a girl, you know, tweeted this and said, oh, did you see what um, Louis' sister said? And then it went and it exploded. This whole thing was all over Tumblr. Oh my God, can you believe this? And everything was going to panic mode. And then Louis' sister actually replied to her on Twitter and was like, I didn't say that. That wasn't me. That's a fake. 
And her response to this, the girl who posted it, was like, oh, really? Because someone told me you did. And I feel like that is, like, the whole, that's like a perfect yeah. example of this. And I'm like, someone told her she did, so there you go. That's it. And that's, like, how all this stuff happens. It's like, no one thinks, well, hey, maybe they made it up. They just see it, and they're like, oh, somebody on the internet said it. It must be true. Oh. I feel like the way that you and I are talking about One Direction fandom is you get the impression that it's just, like, a never-ending pile of, like, crap and awful. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is, I'm sorry. That is pretty much the way that I'm. <laughs> Which is a shame, because, I mean, I mean, like, I kind of have, like, a lot of hatred for them for existing, but, like, you know, mostly they're actually kind of awesome, and then everything else just sucks. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It just sounds horrible. It's really not. I mean, it's really not. I think, it's like I said before, it's, I, I've had, I mean, I'm very much about you have to make your fandom experience what you want for yourself, and you have to sort of be proactive about that. And I definitely will say that I have to work harder at that with One Direction than I have in other fandoms, but it can be a lot of fun. And I think, honestly, just by, you know, I mean, you have to sort of, like, find your people and your corner and the place where you feel comfortable. And then it can be a lot of fun. And for me, it's just about avoiding the tags. And, I mean, they also get, the Tumblr tags um, get really bad. One of the other reasons is that there's an article recently that was talking about a top 10 Tumblr tag. Like overall, not fandom tags, just overall. And three of them are linked to one direction. So it's huge on Tumblr. And because of that, a lot of people will tag myself that has nothing to do with One Direction because they know it's going to be visible. And, and people get pissed about that and they re-blog it and also tag it with One Direction and talk about how mad they are that this wasn't about One Direction. Um, so it gets, like, really, really messy with that, too. Um, but I think if you sort of avoid that and you find, you know, a place, your own place where people that are sort of on the same wavelength, it can be a lot of fun. Because as Mary was saying, the band itself, the, the boys, I mean, they're just, you know, all sunshine and rainbows and puppies all the time and it's a lot of fun I think um it just is a matter of finding that spot where where you feel like you know you fit in I think that's good advice I think you have to have a lot of like selective like you have to have your blinders one maybe in order to like enjoy it but you know once you do it's not too bad I mean like when I first got into it I was sort of like oh I don't really know how I feel about this but I probably like cut to me like two weeks and I'll be like clutching a pillow crying over my laptop about, like, how much all five of them love each other, like, sob, 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 which, you know, is also kind of part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was an accurate prediction, unfortunately. <laughs> because they really, they really are friends, you guys. They really are, okay? They are. And they all know each other a lot, and it's really nice. And, you know, they get to hang out with their best friends and go on stage and, like, you know, <laughs> I hate them a lot. And they are. I mean, it's really awkward, genuinely. Like, they say things like, oh, we're best friends. Um, but because they're so visible, I mean, you get interviews, like, all the time. I mean, there's, like, constant new interviews coming out. And so I think you kind of get a sense, um, you know, that they do like each other because some of it is there's a comfort that they have with each other that you can't fake, I don't think, especially with being in a spotlight that much. Um, and so when they talk about how much they love each other, I mean, I think they really do. And it's just, it's, it's adorable. You know, they're just constantly talking about how they're their best friends and how they just want to hang out all the time. And, um, Zane, um, he's actually, he's quiet. He's one of the more quiet one. And when I first got into it, one direction, I was like, Oh, yeah, like, I didn't know anything about him because he's sort of the most reserved, but he's actually really adorable and he's constantly talking about like every time they talk about stuff he's always like oh we love each other we're gonna live happily ever after together and he's always saying this stuff about how much they love each other and they're gonna live happily yeah. ever after together and it's sort of like so the band you know like mm -hmm. yeah it's really cute it is it's adorable they're they're really cute and it's like they're they're you know 
they're, they really seem like they are that actually that close, um, the way they act. And the other thing that I like that I think is really cute about them is with the t- constant touching, it doesn't feel like it, some people have said, oh, they're playing it up because they're trying to play into a certain demographic. But right. it doesn't seem like that because it seems really like none of the other ones ever react to it. So it seems like it really is something that they do all the time. You know, like there was one interview where like in the middle of the interview, Harry jumps on Louie and like bites his neck in the middle of while they're being interviewed. And they, they bump, actually bump into Liam, who's talking at the time so hard that he's knocked a few steps backwards. And he literally doesn't even flinch. He just continues to the question. Like, like, <laughs> like it was nothing. They're basically like this terrible boy pile of like, you know, just messing with each other and like touching each other's junk all the time. Like, oh, you know, uh, just like all the time. Stop, stop. Petting each other's faces and it's yes. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, do you have a really clear image of like what a dramatic reading of a Tumblr dashboard would sound like right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to do that, by no, please don't. I love myself too much. We actually have a question. I don't know if you guys have covered this or if this will just give you another opportunity to shriek or at least me not to shriek. Um, <laughs> question from one of Wants to Thrills many questions that she sent us. I'm not going to read most of them because I think a lot of them are just her expressing her feelings and her frustration. But this one in particular was maybe discuss how the more intense Harry Lewis shippers have actually turned me off what was originally my favorite pairing to read. Okay. Um, I obviously she's talking about like the Harry Louis tent, which, you know, definitely part of it. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, again, I don't really ship them. I think mostly because I was like, I don't want to, because I'm contrary. Um, I'm different. Um, which is just more my personality. It has nothing to do with the fandom at all. But um, I know a friend of mine actually has some more feelings about that, where she's like, this is this like gift set and this interview is really cute. Um, but I keep thinking about how, like, oh, look, they looked at each other for five seconds. And they're obviously dating. And, like, so this would be adorable. But instead, I'm about how like, the tin hatters are going to be like they're really you know in a relationship and it just makes me annoyed and now it's not cute anymore uh, so okay yeah so i think that does happen for some people for sure i but, think that's, hap- that's happened for me in certain fandoms um yeah i've, I've seen that happen before quite a bit okay yeah. uh we're sort of like this is so over like the overrated idea which you know, whether that's accurate or not reading way too much into it issue yeah yeah all right, this is this is a question that I always feel compelled to ask whenever it's, like, a new fandom that we're discussing. If you were going to, through wiles and trickery, get someone into One Direction uh. fandom, <laughs> or if you are, like some people that I know, bored as fuck, and it's summer, and nothing is happening. Shut up. <laughs> Did I name anybody names? No, I didn't. I have no idea what the hell you can talk about. I know. I don't, I don't know anybody who feels that characteristic um how would you life how would you get them into one direction fandom um i i think probably like there's maybe like gifts or like easiness like you know here we go um, <laughs> I mean, if you just said do not go on the one direction tag on tumblr no that, that's not you should you should not go on the one direction tag on tumblr i would necessarily say, like listen to your album and, and you know like that's I mean their album is cute and really fun and like you know a really cute pop album but like it's wait 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 why is listen to their album even a step didn't you guys say that the music is like irrelevant well Um, it's not irrelevant exactly like it's 
because they they actually uh, can't all sing. Like it's not like they're like have have no talent and they're just sort of like pretty faces that's just sort of been manufactured by the music industry to like you know make teenage girls buy things. Like they do, they are actually talented. I mean, and probably like that's just sort of you know me like you know really invested in them talking. Yes. So who knows yes. objectively if they're into it or not? But I think they can actually sing. I um, think so. Too. You know, probably agrees with me. Yeah. Um, but no. I, I think, you know, and I, it's really funny also, like, for me, when I was first getting into it, I did listen to their album, and I was like, oh, this is, like, just not really that great. I mean, it's okay. And then um, I reached the point where I could start individually picking out all of their voices and then, like, got, like, three million songs stuck in my head and, like, bought their stupid tour DVD and, like, watched it while, like, drinking the entire bottle of rosé. Oh, like, God, it was, like, you exchanged currency for their tour DVD? I, I yes, have purchased I did. Many yes, I did. I have, I have purchased many items about them, and I have, I'm fully willing to admit that with no shame whatsoever. Is that for you or for your niece, Bina? Well, <laughs> <laughs> a little of both. <laughs> but um, I think, honestly, about the music, one thing is, is I know there are a lot of people who don't aren't in it for the music. They're just in it because they're adorable and cute. And I would, as Mara was saying, if I were trying to get somebody in, I wouldn't necessarily start with the music. Not because I don't think it's good, but because I don't think that that's what is the initial draw. Like, if I listen right. to their music, I'd be like, oh, that's nice. You know, so what? It's for me, it, what sucked me in and how the same way I would do it is I would, I would direct people to specific tumblers that I know I would not say go on Tumblr and look up the One Direction tag <laughs> or the worst okay. tag, which is the, the name smush, which is um, Larry Stylinson, which is the Louis Harry name smush tag, which is a nightmare. So it's <laughs> so much worse than I ever heard any English. <laughs> right? I think it's, it's kind of has its own like poetic horribleness. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would direct people to specific tumblers that are, are I know what's name. I think with the music, one of the reasons that you might end up listening to music anyway is that over the summer when they were on tour, there was a ton of stuff. Every, I mean, every they were doing four to five concerts a week. And so there was a ton of new stuff every day, which was footage from the concerts, they would do like cute stuff together. Right. So you end up watching yeah. these YouTube vids of all the stuff that happens at the concert. And so you hear like one of the big things that happened was um, these constant lyric changes. Like Harry Styles, you know, the oh, big great. one, he was constantly changing the lyrics to these songs like while they were singing. And so there was all this analysis like, what does it mean? Is it like, is this his, him expressing his love for Louis? <laughs> is this just a joke because he wants to say this stuff on stage? So by watch, but you kind of end up listening to the music anyway because if you're in the fandom, you end up watching these videos of their concerts. So you kind of, you know, even if you're not buying their album you kind of end up listening to their music anyway if you're if you're into it so i've heard i heard that one song oh god i can't believe i forgot its name again what makes, what you, what makes you so beautiful so i've heard i heard that before but then in preparation for this podcast i was like well i literally know nothing about this band the least i can do is actually listen to their album um which meant that i listened to up all night which okay is it's available on spotify yeah um and I was completely like, blah. Like it, I didn't find it offensive. It was very, yeah. it's there, and it's, I could see this being a seriously dangerous earworm. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't really strike me. But the context of this is, is that my two favorite bands in the world are the Decemberists and Margot and the Nuclear So and Sos. So basically, like this music and I were never really destined to be. So right. Don't let that put you off from listening to them at all because what makes you beautiful is truly very catchy like painfully catchy catchy mm-hmm. it'll get you sort of like them in general or even 
you're like, oh, this is all right. And then you have the doll stuck in your head and you're like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I have to ask this because, yeah. I mean, the comparison people make a lot is with the Beatles. But when I look at One Direction, the only thing I ever think in comparison are the fucking believers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, believers are like, like racist assholes. Do you think they're not horrible racist assholes in One Direction fandom too? Like, I don't think that they're inured from terribleness. I think they both have their bad stuff. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I don't know. I, there's definitely some bad stuff with the One Direction fans with on the in, on the offensive side. I mean, I've seen a lot of it um, on Tumblr, which even trying to avoid it, like it's all this, you know, how dare you insult by insinuating they're gay that's the worst thing you could say about someone you know um like that happens a lot and then everybody you know explodes into these big fights um and that sort of devolves into wank but um it's definitely i mean i think the beatles comparison because they get that a lot everyone talks about the beatles and um you know then other i guess people who are you know interested in music they get really offended by that because they're like how dare you compare them to the beatles but i don't think anyone is comparing them musically to the beatles it's just that they're i mean if you dig that it wouldn't be, like, offensive, right? Like, the Beatles were pop music. Beatles are pop music. So I, I don't quite get that snobbery, but I'm more curious about, like, fandom comparisons. To the Beatles? No, to the Bieber. <laughs> like, I don't know. The thing is, is, this is my, like, literally, I've never been in fandom, pop slash, yeah. So okay. no comparison. Like, I've never even been in any of the, like, you know, the smaller fandom, fandom, you know, uh, I, as, as someone who's been, who's come from fandom, um, I think the, the interesting thing, it is, like, fairly similar in terms of um, the way fandom works and the way you get your information and, like, you know, the music and, like, pictures and interviews and, like, you know, with any, like, RPF fandom and, like, shows. But the difference being is, and most band and bands are so much more like niche where they do have like fan bases and obviously they're successful. Um, but you're not getting like the huge broad, you know, teenage girl, like everyone <laughs> ever, um, on the, on the scale that you get in like one direction fandom. So it's sort of funny to me because like when I was in band, um, some things would happen in terms of like fourth wall stuff or like, you know, inappropriate behavior that'd be like, Oh my God, that's awful. And then after spending like a few months in one direction fandom, I'm like, that's not even that bad. It's just just, like, I'm like dead inside. Whereas like, if this is like one direction, like instead of like someone like going up to like a band member's house and like, you know, looking at their like front porch, they would have like gone through their mail and like tried to climb down their chimney. Like, you know, (laughs) their mom would have helped them. Like, you know, in terms of like the scale of awfulness, like it is just, you know, it's just bigger. And like in everything seems like the good things are bigger maybe like the awful things are bigger it's just like massive so yeah yeah i agree with that the scale is huge and i mean it was honestly in the summer when they were on the tour it was because my the previous fandom i was in was in inception and you know that was like four minutes of you know arthur and eames together that had to last for two years in a fandom there was nothing else that happened whereas with with one direction i mean it was exhausting because it was literally every single day there was concert footage there were videos there were pictures there were new they were doing like 20 interviews a week um and i was like i can't keep up with this like every single day and when they finally the tour was over i was like thank god i mean like i loved it but it was so exhausting trying to keep up with that and i had never been um the fandom before that that i was really into was merlin and that was never 
popular on a scale like this. So there was never that kind of visibility. And so like as Mara saying, yeah, it's awesome because you get so much more, like you're constantly getting stuff and, you know, having new information and, you know, articles that you can kind of, you know, get excited about and pictures that you can squeeze about. And that was a lot of fun, but it was like, oh my God, it was it nonstop. And even now that they're not on tour, it's just it's still, every day. There's like, no they're, they're still like, there are like three horrible pictures that like Kelly styled in my Twitter DMs right now sent by someone from this morning. Like literally this morning. Um, and like that's probably like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yes, it is. Like here's Carrie last night. Here's, you know, Liam at the grocery store. Here's like, I mean, they were just walking around the streets. Like they're, they're get, they get followed. And they're, I think it was sort of, you know, overwhelming for them too, because I, I think they sort of exploded out of, they never thought they would be this big. Um, and so now they're like walking around. They can't do anything without getting mobbed by, uh, by fans everywhere they go. Alrighty then. Good to know. Uh, okay, guys, I think we've covered most of the major points, but as always, we like to end with some recommendations for people who might've gotten curious or perversely curious having listened to this podcast. Um, so, do you have any tumblers where people should begin? Are there any stories that people should definitely check out? Like, hit us with Rex. Um, I think there's there's actually, I think, one... I, I will say this. I actually have a whole One Direction Shame Tumblr that is separate from my regular Tumblr because, I don't know, um, you know, dark cloud of hatred in terms of my relationship to the fandom. But um, there's one, I think it's called Yeah, 1D, but they're actually, like, pretty good in it one of those like one direction players that doesn't have a lot of like personal stuff in it where you're like oh you're posting direction stuff and then you're like fighting with your friend or talking about you know you know school and your homework and like personal stuff from some random like 15 year old girl that you don't care about um <laughs> it's hard to find good ones but that one is actually pretty good and it, and it covers all of them fairly broadly so if you just want like general quantity stuff i think that one's good Athena might have a little more like um Harry Lewis stuff or Harry Louis stuff than I did. So, yeah, I don't know. Dina? Um, uh, for Tumblrs, I think if you want to have, um, if, especially if you're just getting started, um, one of the Tumblrs that I like is um, called Hazza Loves Boo. And that one has a lot of analysis in terms of like, here's why I think they're, you know, here's why I think that you should ship them. Here's why I think they're together. But I don't think that it sort of goes into the crossing the lines of, okay, this is, you know, getting a little bit crazy here. Um, and so there's, um, they actually, in addition to the, the posts that they have, they have links to different um, uh, analysis that they've done in terms of, here's a, here's a whole post about them holding hands, here's a whole post about them looking at each other in a certain way. So that's a good place, I think, if you were going to suck someone into the fandom, where I might start, because there's, like, several huge pick spams that you can easily link to on their sidebar that's, like, 50 pictures of them snuggling for example um uh so but that's all ha pretty much harry i think it's, it's it's either all harry louis or very much harry louis centric so excellent um are there any stories that you guys think that people should start off with um i mean for me i don't really read a lot of harry louis but um one other pairings you're not required to stick with the majority vote there <laughs> i know i know i'm so hipster about everything um I think one really good Liam Louis fic that I really like is by Harriet Vane, and she's actually one of my favorite writers in the fandom. Um, it's called The Heart Skip to Beat, which is just a really cute sort of university AU um, that I think is really adorable and lovely. Um, one of my faves. Good times. Uh, Bina? 
Uh, yeah, I have a, a couple yep. stories. Um, one of the ones, actually, if you're looking for something that's not Harry Louis, one of the, the stories that I really like is, actually, it's OT5, so it's all of them. And Everyone um, agree that OT5 is adorable. Like, it is. Yes. And one of those no matter things, what else you ship. Yeah, exactly. And it was one of the things where, first of all, I was kind of, you know, a little bit hesitant because I'm like, I don't know, that's like people, like, how can you handle that many? I mean, just in terms of looking at the pictures, it's fine. But in terms of the story, it gets complicated just with that many people. Um, but this story is called Take the Edge Off, and it's by Psychologist. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's it's a Nile, the point of view is from Nile, and it was not, it was one of those stories that, like, I never thought that I would love. But it's just, it's hilarious. It's um, funny. Uh, she's, I love her. She's one of those writers where like her name pops up and I just get excited and, um, and it's really hot. So, uh, that's definitely an awesome story. Um, another one that I like that's Harry Louis centric, but it's also OT5 is called to be the friction in your jeans. <laughs> I have read that one and actually that one's, I would say that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's basically Harry Styles is a shameless exhibitionist and, um, you know, it's, it's Which Harry. Everyone can get behind which everyone can get behind, yeah. And, you know, Harry and Louis are together, and they sort of progressively work up um, to basically all of them watching uh, Louis fuck Harry, which is, like, really hot. But they're basically, it's like 20,000 words of porn, and it's really good. So Excellent. Good times. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us, unless you guys have any closing thoughts, last, last things you want people to carry with them about 1D. I don't know. Ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely capable of ruining your life, but I would say that it can be, it can, I mean, I hope no one is scared off by this, by all the stuff that happened, because it can be a lot of fun, and I am not, you know, I am, like, the biggest wank avoider in the entire world, and I've been able to have a lot of fun, so it really can be a fun fandom, it's just definitely one that you have to carefully navigate, and I think it helps if you have someone that is already into it and can sort of kind of be your, you know, your guide and say, hey, here's, here's a good place to start, um, because it can get a little messy, um, but it's also a lot of fun, and I really like it. So. Excellent. Good things to carry with us. Guys, thank you so much for coming on and explaining this terrifying behemoth to us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Alrighty, that does it for us this week, Slash Reporters. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye! 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 Bye. Bye.